right? And so she looks at me and she goes, uncle, are you Micronesian? I said, I'm not, but I also represent you guys. She goes, oh, one day I want to be like you. Aww. Like, I'm like, brah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that paid for it right there. Yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Arsua, and we have a very special episode today. Let me bring in my co-host in the building, Kaleo. Again, welcome back to the show, Kaleo. Well, That's obviously, nice. you're part of the show, so why am I saying welcome back? <laughs> oh, welcome back. You guys already know what it is. We always dive deep into different topics. We talk about anything and everything. And as you guys notice, we always uh, bring in some guests, uh, different walks of life and getting their perspective on, on their life and, you know, their experiences and all that stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with the firefighter uh, with Jake. You know, that was a great episode. Actually, the week before that, last week was me and just me and Khalil. This week, we got a very special guest. He is part of the Honolulu Police Department. He is also a DJ and a wedding host and a wedding planner and a everything that you could think of. My guy, Mr. Don, how are we now in the building? Oh, what up, what up, what up? You, you just downgraded. Yeah, you went from firefighter to policeman. I'm sorry. So we'll see where we go with here. We'll see where we go with this. Sorry, we'll see. Hey, hey, I'm glad, glad that you're here, man. I appreciate you jumping on. I know it was kind of last minute, but, you know, you'd be able to make the time. And I think you work tonight, do you? Uh, yeah, I work tonight, but such is life. It's fine. Such is right? life. Well, the saying goes, if it's important, you find a way. If it's not, you find an excuse. So I'm here. Let's do this. Oh, Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Well, that, was, that was good. <laughs> yeah. You like that? You like that? I yeah. Did. Yeah. I, I, I Googled it right before we started. <laughs> yes. <No. laughs> He's cheating. He's cheating. He's no, going ahead of the, the outline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, but again, Dodd, thank you so much for joining us on the Welcome to the Deep podcast. Hey, if you guys are here for the first time, if you guys are on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification button so that you guys don't miss any episode, which airs every Wednesday. And we're going to get back to the show. So, Kaleo, any words for Mr. Don before we, like, officially get started? I'm just excited to hear a lot more about him because this is my first time meeting. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited and honored to get this opportunity. Yes, sir. Don, any, yeah. any, uh, words? No, I'm just grateful for the opportunity and let's do this. <laughs> super excited. Super excited. Let's go. So first question obviously is going to be, who are you, sir? Where you, uh, where you come from? You know, what culture are you? You got family and all that stuff. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, great question. So it was a dark and stormy night. Um, <laughs> no, so, um, so I'm Samoan. Uh, I currently live in Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm the oldest of uh, six children. So I was born in Samoa and then moved to Hawaii when I was four years old. And then all my siblings were born here. So I'm the only alienated one that was born in the motherland and all my siblings here. I grew up in, um, in Kalihi, uh, for those of you that 
know where Kalihi is. It's synonymously known mm -hmm. as like the hood. I'm a proud graduate of Farrington High School. I am also a uh, product of the welfare system and I've learned many things throughout my life and been able to travel the world because of choices, decisions. And I've been very blessed to do so many things because of just uh, different opportunities, which we'll talk about. So super grateful to be here. Uh, I'm married to my lovely wife, Bella. Uh, we've been married for 23 years. I've known her since we were 13 years old. We have uh, three children and our two boys and our oldest daughter that lives in Utah. And I'm a grandfather. I have my grandson's coming to Hawaii in about a month, and we're going to celebrate his one-year baby luau. So nice. super proud and happy oh, about that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What yeah. is uh What is the theme for the party? Um. You know, it's always, you know, what's what she wants. And so she's like, ah, just make it a luau. So like, oh, boring. But yeah, this is going to be a luau. Because <laughs> if it was me, it would be like, it would be hip hop dancers. It would be fire knife dancers. It would be all these different things. But she wants it low key. So like, all right. Well, there's no like, uh, there's no like, uh, um, I don't know, cartoon theme or whatever, like for the favors or no, no theme at all. Just regular no. party. No, no, just regular, yeah. Plain old Jane. It's it's plain, especially when you gotta pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are moving on to the next segment, and just like every guest episode that we've had, we always play this game called Questions Roulette, and we are gonna ask them a series of questions, ten questions, in under a minute. And if it goes over the time, then it goes over the time. It's whatever. So. We're going to ask Don 10 questions and we're going to see, you know, we're going to get to know him a little bit more. Wait, do I, do I win a prize? Oh, you win a, uh, clap. No, being on a podcast <laughs> is the prize. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Golf clap. So golf clap, golf clap, or some laughs. You don't know. Laughs are always great. Yeah. So, okay. So to start off then with, uh, if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chicken. Chicken, just, yeah. just plain chicken. No, like okay. show you chicken. Show you chicken. Oh, I'm, show you I'm, chicken. Okay. I'm a local okay. boy. Yeah, show you well, chicken. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Braveheart. Okay. Would you rather be a superhero or a villain? I would rather be a villain. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I could, okay. yeah, there's no rules. Oh. Okay. If you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life, what song would it be? It would be, uh, I, I don't know why the artist escapes me. Uh, it's it's actually an instrumental. Lee Oscar before the rain. Ooh. Ooh. Classic okay. housing song. That's a classic housing <laughs> Samoan ghetto song right there. Okay, so then what would be your uh, your go to karaoke song? Ooh, um, it's actually my mother's favorite song. It's from Anne Murray, and the song is called "Could I Have This Dance." Oh. I know that song. That's good. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. So, uh, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? I would rather talk to animals. That way, <laughs> if I get stranded, I can just call somebody to pick me up. <laughs> well, you would be able to do that in any language, too. But, yeah, never mind. Animals are much nicer. Animals. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite childhood memory, then? My my favorite childhood memory is uh, me being together with my siblings. Special Be moment. Yes. Mm 
What's your dream car? You're going to laugh at this. My dream car is a Mini Cooper. You're lying. <laughs> you are bro, lying. I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding, bro. Ask my <laughs> wife. It's a Mini Cooper. I don't know why, but it like, is. Full decked like, out, Cooper. Like, like Cooper, it has to be yellow with some black stripes somewhere because I'm a hardcore Steeler fan. <laughs> okay, okay. Right? Like, yeah, it, it just oh, has God. to be yellow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, man. Right, who's your favorite artist or band? My favorite band. Ooh. You know, picture yourself in your little mini coop. What, what, do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you listen to with your favorite? My, my favorite artist would have to be Bruno Mars. Okay. Okay. Local boy. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. Would you rather be friends with Kaleo or Star? Oh, definitely the both of you. Kaleo. Hey, it's a would you rather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard you at the last second. Uh, oh, one point. <laughs> hey, I already got a point because I already asked him to be on a podcast before. So I already got that. Oh, we need a tiebreaker. We need a tiebreaker. Well, that was the final question. That was some pretty, pretty solid answers. Yeah, impressed. Wait, the best can part I ask is one not, more? Yeah, go, go. The best part is I, I didn't, like, not knowing these questions. I love it. Yeah. If you were to have any superhero power, what would it be? Flying. Oh, my gosh. Flying. Why does everybody want to fly? I don't, I didn't want to fly. I wanted teleportation. I wanted Ooh. super speed. <laughs> you want a super speed? Either way, we want to get places very fast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, if you do super speed star, um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. This is a family show. Okay. Moving on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know where you're going to, but. I think we all know. I thinking, I thinking. <laughs> yeah, but I know. You know, it's you know, what threw me a, threw me a curveball was your, the, the one song that you would listen to the rest of your life. I'll be like, wow, I never would have thought of that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. 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 I, I grew up with that and not even knowing the artist or even the name of the song. And so like, um, when I became a DJ, the first thing I was like, I gotta look up this song. It's called. It's all harmonic. It's a harmonic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hilarious. Yeah. Kaleo, did I ever ask you that? What song would you listen to for the rest of your life? Uh, no, I don't think you did ask me that one. I think, uh, um, I think whoever's listening, you, I already said this in my previous episode, but you guys didn't, or you guys don't know. So it might be, uh, Purple Rain by Prince. No way. Yeah. I did know that. That's interesting. I did know that. Wow. Honestly, mine, because it very, holds a very near and dear, like, sentimental value to me. It's If by Bread. Bread. Ooh. I love it. It's it was such one a of the great first re-recordings that I ever did for my parents for an anniversary. And uh, yeah, so it's a very special song for me. It's a great song. Yes. Yeah. Most Not definitely. many people of my generation know that song. I, I'm actually really impressed, Khalil, that's, that you would <laughs> choose that. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I love it. I, I know that song, and I'm the, probably the youngest here. You are You're, the youngest here. You, Don't rub you, it in. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Hey, but I, then, I look your guys' age because everybody always say I look old. 
I don't look old. Ugh, move yeah. on. I know. <laughs> I I literally just got that from my own wife. She was like, you know, you look like you're like 36. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, okay. So you look my age. <laughs> well, well, that you know, while the two of you are arguing, wait till you become my age, and where every reference is, "Hey, uncle, how's it, uncle?" I, hey, I, I get uncle too already because you all the freaking my my in laws have had their kids and cousins get kids, so I get uncle already. Wait, so do you guys? Do you know how old I am? Did I did I tell you stop? Uh, Kale, I don't know if you know. Ask. I think yeah. he told me thirty seven. Uh, oh man, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so close. Take a guess, Kalel. Take a guess. I, w- I would say early 40s. Oh, you're so, I love you so much. It's <laughs> so kind. I, I, I will be 52 in July. No way. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'll be 52 in July. Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm so dumb. I totally forgot. Yeah. My, my Hello, mom. your mom. <laughs> I totally forgot. Oops. Yeah, and maybe you might want to share that with your viewers when, <laughs> before we started. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny, guys, that, you know, it's such a small world. And, you know, in, in Hawaii, we always say how it's such a small island, but just in the whole world in general, like, you know, when you meet people from different walks of life and then you see them uh, later down the line or you see family members of them later down the line, you, you just like, like, this world is actually pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> It, it really is. You know, there's a saying that, that goes, uh, there's six degrees of separation. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that term. Not me. Um, if, you, if you're not, what it is, is let's say, right, Star, you and I, we meet each other for the first time. Or Khalil, same thing with you, right? And as we're talking story, we know someone that knows someone that knows someone six down the line that actually mm. know each other, right? So that's yeah. the six degrees of separation. Mm. In Hawaii, in Polynesia, it's more like two. <laughs> you know, exactly. Because cause it's like, hey, what's your name? Wait, what's your last name? Exactly. Where do you live? Where do you come? Like, what's your parents' name? Yeah. And then you figure out, like, oh, yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's the common thing, right? All of those. And then the other one in Hawaii, too, is, oh, what school you went? Yeah. What high school you went? <laughs> what high school you grad? Yo, that just yeah. that just happened to me because I, I just started working for this, uh, this company that helps uh, blind people. And I think it was like probably the third person that I met. Um, the the my other coworkers was like, "Oh, he's from Hawaii too." And we we shook hands. We're like, "Oh, how's it, brother? How you doing?" And then first thing he said, "Oh, what school did you go?" Literally the first thing. And I said, "Oh, I went to St. Louis." And he goes, "Bro, me too." <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah. It's it and and it's crazy. And I I would think more for the two of you because because you live on the continent like when you see another person that's from hawaii you know like you meet them you're very proper in your english and then you meet somebody and you go full on mock right and everyone's looking at you like what are you saying like oh no it's a hawaii thing yeah. <laughs> like what's up how are you bro yeah, yeah. So awesome. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Khalil, you 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 have that all the time. Every time I come into your stream, you always like your action like just that. turns on. There's always something. I'm just like, wait. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Like anytime I go back over to the islands though, like it just it comes right back and it's thick. And anybody I talk to over here, they're like, Kaleo, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, uh, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, a light bulb. You turn it off and on when you have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and by the way, pidgin is an official language. Yes. So when you, when people say, do you speak any language? Yeah, I speak pidgin. 
You're like, what is that? Oh, it sounds like this. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> like Cardi B speaks pigeon. <laughs> imagine, imagine, right? You, you tell them, oh, I speak pigeon, and they're like, literally? No. No, bro. Oh, like when slap you What did you say? Yeah, that's pigeon. But um, let's get on with the show, guys. You know, sorry, you know, you know, you could tell already if you guys are watching, you could tell us local people, especially from Hawaii. You know, when we get talking, we just get talking. But um, yeah, you know, you said a little bit about yourself. You're from Hawaii, and you know, part of the or I said it first. You know, you're part of the Honolulu Police Department. So. When did you decide and why did you decide to become a police officer? Yeah, that's always a fun story to share. <laughs> so, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, I grew up in a public housing system. So in Hawaii, when I was, uh, I started off over in uh, Palolo Valley. And then when I was 12 years old, I migrated a little bit more west into Kalihi. And I, I, I lived in uh, KPT, which is uh, an acronym that we make fun of called Kill People Tonight, which is <laughs> AKA, AKA Cohill Park Terrace. Park and, then, <laughs> and then I migrated a little bit north up in the Valley of Kalihi, um, up in the beautiful mountain slash hills of Camp 4 housing, right? Which, uh, which, which I, I grew up in. You know, the saying is when you, you know, when you run away from the police for so many years, somehow things turn around and before you know it, you're part of the police. Uh, I worked at a law firm um, and as, as a messenger. And so there was about eight or nine of us that would work from different uh, law firms. And we would meet at the courthouse, file papers and deliver them to, to different opposing counsels. And just one day, just randomly, one of the my messenger buddy was like, hey, uh, HPD uh, has an open enrollment let's let's go out and try so so we went so there were eight of us and we all applied and we made a bet to see who can make it the furthest because none of us were like yeah i'm not gonna make it like no way <laughs> right and so we all applied and i just kept passing and i kept passing and before you knew it i was in the academy and so out of the eight of us i was the first one to get into the academy and then i graduated that was in 23 years ago that was in 2000 and then uh, three of my other buddies that were messengers for different law firms uh, joined the department several years after. So out of the eight of us, four of us made it. And the other four just kind of stuck to their own and did their own things. And so, yeah, just by chance, it wasn't a, I always want to become a cop, mm -hmm. not at all. But it's amazing how, you know, uh, those of you that believe in a higher being, it's amazing how God will set a specific path and... When you listen, he answers. And so here I am today. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I tried. I tried to be in the police department, uh, I think twice, you know, and, and you know, the last time that we talked, uh, yeah. yeah, I I thought it was because of my last name, but you know, who knows things could have happened or whatever, but I didn't even get a chance to go and take the test. Like I just put in my app and I just never heard back from anything. So I don't know how that works. So maybe I put an app wrong. I don't know. I, I can tell you why starts because they saw you and they thought you were too old. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's so unfortunate, man. I'm so sorry. No, no I'm so no. sorry to hear that, bro. Like for real. It's all good. I mean, it's it's uh, one of those things, right? When you're coming out of Hawaii and when uh, you're growing up as as a kid, especially a male, uh, um, a male kid, right? You there's limited options to what you could do to try and be successful or whatever. Either and you know that saying that goes, um, you know, you got to know somebody, right, to get a good job or whatever. Or the other the other option is is go the sports route. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like us, especially being a Samoan, tried to go the sports route. Sports route, and you know, um, one thing led to another, and sadly, you know, I stopped playing. And um, the next thing I thought was, you know, oh, I went to St. Louis. A lot of St. Louis alumni is are cops. Okay, I'll I'll go be a cop because one, I also want to help my community, and two, I think I would you know be a good fit for it. And so. I tried, and that's why I tried. So. Yeah, it's, and it's funny you say that because there's a stigma um, that, you know, you, you see a Polynesian, and, and many times automatically they think, oh, so what, so you play football? You know, um, and so I would get that a lot, and I never played sports. Uh, because I was the oldest of six children, and my parents were immigrants from Samoa, I actually had to go to work. So I started working at the age of 14, Back then when I was able to get my work permit and I wasn't allowed to play sports because I had to help pay and help put feed, uh, food on the table for my family. Uh, in fact, one of my, my fondest memories, well, it's a memory, it's a happy memory now, but back then it was a nightmare uh, because I remember telling my mom, um, well, she told me, hey, you got to go and find a job. I was like, okay, I'll do that. And unbeknownst to mom, I, I, I hear about basketball tryouts and I go and I try out. Right? And I'm on the court, doing my thing, having fun with my friends. And all of a sudden, one of my boys go, Oos, I think I see your mom. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, she's walking in the gym. I don't know how the, the coconut wireless here is amazing. <laughs> Never have cell phones back then. Somehow my mom found out and she walks in the gym. And this is in the 80s now where, you know, the discipline was, was regular. It was a regular thing. And she pulled my ear just like literally gave me lickings right there on the court in front of all my friends, in front of my coaches. And of course the coach comes up and says, oh, Mrs. Fambuino, what happened? He goes, I'm so sorry, coach. My son was supposed to go and find a job and I found out he lied and he's here trying out for the basketball team, right? And so the coach looks at me, he goes, I want you in my office tomorrow, right? And so of course we leave, I'm all embarrassed. I show up uh, to school the next day and I get a note to go see the basketball coach and I sit down with him. You know, of course, all embarrassed, so shame. And he was like, hey, look, I know you want to play. That's awesome, but you got to take care of your family. And so I was actually, you know, I, I thought about how I can help you because it's too bad that we won't be able to have you on the team. Uh, but my sister is one of the general managers at McDonald's. So okay. I told her about you. Go ahead and um, uh, here's her number. Here's the application, fill it out. And you just fill out the, the application and you'll start work. So my first job was working at the McDonald's all the way in Waikiki. So that was my very first job. And so, you know, it, it was because of that, I, I learned this work ethic uh, and I was able to explore and see so many things. It was awesome because again, very poor. Our family was poor, we didn't have much. You know, and so I didn't realize that when I started working at McDonald's on my first break, the manager goes, just make your food and go have your break. I was like, wait, 
I can eat? He was like, yeah, go eat. I was like, holy smoke. So I got money and I could eat. It was dope. I was like, holy smokes, this is cool. <laughs> and again, you grow up without money and then now you have some. It was an amazing thing. So I was able to help and provide for my family during high school. So that was the coolest part, yeah. As good as, you know, our Polynesian or Pacific Islander community, you know, really instills that hard work ethic early on in um, early ages. I feel like that kind of might be a negative too, because it's like we grow up too fast. You know, we don't get to enjoy our, our, our young, our youth ages where really we, we supposed to grow up with no care in the world. You know what I mean? Just be a little kid, right? Or even, even a teenager. And, and sometimes actually a lot of times, you know, as we get older, we suppress all of those, I guess, you know, feelings or whatever that we're, we're not supposed to have. And, have this strong front and hardworking ethic that, you know, it eventually comes out later, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, you know, we, we, all of us, we could all agree that we're, we're, we're happy that we learned that at an early age. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like that, that medium, right? Yeah. It's, it's like you told, like you missed that cycle. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's that cycle where you're a teenager, where you should be allowed to just be a teenager and just enjoy, right? Just go to school play have fun do whatever you need to do and then when you graduate you move to that next stage in life yeah and so i totally can see where you're coming from yeah so i i did for for a good number of years that i i missed that and and i didn't play sports i wasn't able to because and part of it was a choice too because um i worked i remember i was a freshman and then a sophomore so i worked at mcdonald's for a couple years and then um i i always loved music so music was just a big thing for me, and it helped me just, even till today, uh, all challenging times and the things that I go through, uh, I always will go back to music because that's my, that's my go-to, my happy place, my safe space, where I can just pull whatever I, what I feel and just listen to that and then kind of just drift to yeah. that. And so music played an integral part for me. And, you know, me and some buddies of mine, uh, competed in this high school contest back then. It was called Brown Bags to Stardom. Ooh, brown I mean, Bags. The, yeah. So, you know, um, and so we entered it and we actually, we rapped, we sang a cappella, and then we danced. Right. And so we make it to the finals and we go up against a hula dancer and the hula dancer wins. I hate her to this day. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 I don't. No, I don't. Kimberly, <laughs> I still love you, Kimberly. No, but, <laughs> but again, right, you, you see, I, you know, I, I learned in my life, there's a saying that goes, uh, in every experience, there's a lesson and there's a blessing. And the moment you can find the blessing behind that lesson, therein lies, uh, there, there, then you will be successful, right? It's a lot of self-reflecting. And so we lose to the hula dancer. What we don't know, what we realize after is as we're walking and we're leaving uh, the auditorium, this one of the judges comes up to us and he said, hey, so I really like what you guys did. And this guy was the regional rep for uh, the company Bose. You know, the speaker, yeah. really fancy. Yeah. Bose, he's like, yeah, I really like what you guys did. Um, so my wife sits on the, the board of, uh, for, for the DOE, for the Department of Education. We're looking for a program or someone to kind of be the flagship spokesperson uh, for the Just Say No program, which is what's called DARE now. And so he was like, 
So what you did tonight, can you put together like a 30 or 45 minute show of you guys saying just say no to drugs? You implement the dancing, you implement the singing, you implement the, the rapping inside. And we're like, and all of us look at each other with like, oh yeah, we have no idea. We're like, we don't know if this is going to work, but we all just like, yeah, I think we can do that. <laughs> right. And so we put this together and then we go out and we actually perform like a 20 minute, well, yeah, like about a 20 minute show to the board of education directors. Um, and they loved it and they're like okay so this is what we're gonna do we're gonna launch this campaign we're gonna take you guys out of school I'm like what i don't have to cut school <laughs> so like we're gonna take you out of school you're gonna perform just island-wide to all the different schools we're gonna launch the just say no program and as we were doing that after our second show i i turned to uh, uh the the guy that was helping us who became our manager and he and i said hey look we're missing one specific key um component to this show that i think that'll just take it to the next level so he's like well what is that so we need a dj he's like oh okay we can do that what well, do you know do you know of any dj I'm like yes i do like who is it like me bro <laughs> i never touched turntables nor did i have anything i just saw the opportunity i'm like yeah i can do that because <laughs> i watched mtv yeah, you know yeah. and, and <laughs> when they had music <laughs> when they had music thank you when they had music. So they had like Yo MTV raps back then. And so I would record all of that and just say, oh, man, if one day, if I can get my hands on a pair of turntables, like this is what I, like this looks so much fun. So, and also at the same time, it was like, we would get, um, we would get gear, like uniforms, turn like sweats, shoes, watches. And that was the first time in my life, I was 16 years old, that I ever had something brand new ever ever like i like that stuff lasted like a good five years because <laughs> it was my very first brand new something because i've never had that you know every place i went was like either goodwill you know and like so shame right <laughs> nah. but nah but, no shame yeah, i mean yeah my family did it yeah yeah we all but did you it. know <laughs> as a kid you're like where oh, are we yeah. going like yeah, are you for real like okay mom you, you don't go want in. nobody to see you as you walk in <laughs> yes <laughs> right it was just like that so i got my very first brand new shoes brand new sweats a brand new watch and like like i coveted that for a good five years and i kept it like in the best condition i could because it was the first time i had something brand new that i actually mm -hmm. was able to call my own you know and then and then I got into the DJ stuff, and then things just took off after then. Never stopped. Yeah. Well, now we know why you got now into you know. DJing, right? You know, it must now be. You know. Uh, it must be tough doing, because then obviously that turned into you know somewhat of a hobby, and and you know, um, obviously making some funds from that or whatever, you know, the side business, right? Um, you know, going back into the you know the police department and stuff like that, how. How much, like, how do you balance all of that, you know, with your life too, and then being a DJ, planning weddings and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah I, I get that question a lot. Um, uh, again, like how I mentioned, you know, the, the saying goes, if it's important, you'll find a way. If, if it's not, you'll find an excuse. And so I, I always said to myself, to the day I can't stand or, or walk anymore, I'll keep DJing until that time comes. And I, no matter what I do in life. And so when I got into the academy, of course, I had to stop for six months because of training and it didn't allow me to do anything. Uh, and I was able to work 
in a specific schedule after I graduated where I was still able to do parties after, you know, and so uh, it, it just balanced out. Yeah. And and one of the reasons why I, lo I love being a DJ is because I go to work and I never get calls to like good stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what, um, that's what your previous guest was for. That's what the firefighters are <laughs> for. <laughs> They get the mahalo, hey, thanks, sir. Yeah. yeah we, we, we get the opposite because they're in a crisis, mm -hmm. you know. And so if you, you deal with that all the time, for uh, unfortunately, for many of our law enforcement officers out there, they don't have an outlet where they can just dump all of that opala, mm -hmm. all of that rubbish. Well, that part for me was the DJ side, just the total opposite end of the, of, of the pendulum a different perspective where this is my happy place. This is where I can have fun. This is where I can create fun and memories and be with people and just have a great time. And so I was able to dump all of that stuff that I would take from work and just leave it and, and then come back work, work rejuvenated, refresh, able to take on the community and whatever it, you know, it has me, has have me to do out there and then just keep going back and forth. And so just being able to balance and find a way and it works for me. I love it. So, so, so how is it being like a Samoan, like Pacific Islander police officer? Like that's, you know, that's a great question. It's tough because, um, when you're part of a really, really big family, you kind of tend to know almost everybody. Mm -hmm. And so one of the challenges for me is how do you go up and you respond to a domestic violence case and you get in there and all you see is the name and maybe you don't recognize the name, but when you walk in, you immediately recognize the face and then you walk in and they see you and then they see your last name and they go, Hey, Don, you can help me out or what? And that's the guy you have to arrest because he just beat up his wife. Yeah. Right. And so I, I always, many times it's just giving them the opportunity to kind of just let them vent for a little bit and then just sit down and just talk to them and say, hey, look, so this is how the law works and this is what's going to happen. I know you're not going to like this. Like, I don't like it either, but we got caught here. You just got to understand I have a job to do. But I can tell you this, if it's a matter of you making me choose to feed my family or to save you, I got to feed my family. Right. Right. I, I, I find that's such a better way to present it as opposed to saying, okay, we can either do this the easy way or the hard way. That serves no purpose. Yeah. Right. But just being able to speak to them and giving them in, in, in a way where like, okay, now, you, now you're having me jeopardize the stuff that feeds my family, keeps them sheltered, right. you know, give them food and stuff. Or I say, nah, we just let you go and yeah. then just forget all the policies and procedures. You know, and then I get in trouble just because I want to help you. I can help you. I'm just not going to help you that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that leads me to the next question, you know, is what are some of the misconceptions that people might have about Pacific Islander officers? And then what are some misconceptions of like non-Islander officers? You know what I mean? I, I, I think uh, many times they take advantage because we are Polynesian. So even if we're not related, or maybe they're not know, they don't know you, uh, I, I remember several times when we have to take someone in and they're like, but you're our people. How could you do this to us? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. thinking that because you're a certain, you come from a certain group that we automatically gonna take your side. 
and 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 many times it's it's a challenge being able to balance between the two and navigating and letting them know i i totally get it i understand but we didn't just show up you know randomly we got called here and so we have a job to do and we'll do it the best way we can to help everybody but you know and it seems like they expect it you yeah. know it's almost like they're entitled to it like yeah. oh you're one of our own what are you doing yeah what's wrong with you you know and then the insults come in and yeah. you just got to learn how to kind of just brush that off i think that you know, I, th I think that's that's an issue for a lot of the different races out there cultures you know it, yeah. it's sure it's it's because the world how the world is now you know what i mean like the world like i always tell this to people all the time the world is such a brutal place that it segregates everybody from their own people and then from other people's too when when like i said kaleo in the last episode we're one human race you know what i mean we're all supposed to yeah. help each other you know am i am i saying that there's not going to be any violence here and there or whatever no of course there's going to be violence that's why we have to come together as a human race to make this world a better place and then when we're in that situation like you were saying like oh you're i'm one of your people like you're supposed to help me out like they use that as a as a yeah. as a crutch you know what i yeah. mean to try and you know not face the consequences you know what i'm saying yes yeah and and you know the the other challenge to that is then now you add social media mm -hmm. right because yes. it's such a big influence on our younger generation i mean younger than you guys yeah. <laughs> i can say that right young because <laughs> because they'll follow that and they think that's how the world is yeah Right. So yeah. the influence of how social media is, it's, it's just crazy because now that's just another added level to say, well, I saw this on so-and-so, they do it like this. Mm -hmm. How come you're not, you know, and then they break out the cameras and, and I've seen that many, many times too. World so, star. Yeah. World, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Just like that. One of my, one of the cases I showed up again, another domestic violence. And I, as soon as I walk in, one of the family members, literally like just what she did star like phone right in my face. So like, get your phone out of my face. What's, what are you doing? Like, well, I want to record you guys because there is no police brutality. I said, okay, you're more than welcome to, to film, but just film back there. And by the way, see this right here? It's my body camera. It's been on the moment I walked in. They're like, oh, and then they back off. You know, like, okay, that's your right. Yeah. Let's not be ignorant. Like, Don't stop be ignorant. Trying to, stop trying to make something out of nothing. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> just for so likes. So with that, then, then how, how do you balance the responsibilities of law enforcement and actually building a positive relationship with the communities? Like, how, how are you guys, like, trying to make sure that there's more of a positive impact? Yeah, you know, Khalil, it's, it's such a challenge because there's, uh, you look at media, social media, and anytime, anything law enforcement related, it's always something negative. You seldom ever see anything good about what our officers do because there's more of our good ones out there than there are than the bad ones, right? But they only showcase the bad stuff and the bad, that small percentage, you know? And so we're already walking in with two outs and two strikes. And, yeah. and so for, for, for me, my experience, the best way is really just to show them aloha and, and give them the aloha. And aloha doesn't also necessarily means that you're going to step all over me. Right. Like aloha could also be like, I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to be respectful of it, but I'm not going to allow you to treat me and talk to me in a certain way. 
you know, yeah. especially in specific cases where there is, and sorry, I keep referring to domestic violence, but I think that's one of the topics where people can relate to, you know, and so I get it. Yeah. You're upset. I get it. You're mad, but I'm not your wife. So you're not going to talk to me like that because mm -hmm. I'm not going to tolerate that, you know, and so uh, many times it's, it's being firm, being, still being respectful. I think my favorite part is uh, whether I pull over somebody or wherever, when, whenever I'm leaving a heated situation at the end, these people will say, hey, thanks, officer. I appreciate it. Sorry for bothering you guys. And I, it's never a bother. If it's something I can help you guys with, out with, it's never a bother for us because uh, if we help you, then it's one less person we got to come back and respond to. And I get it. People are in a crisis. They get upset. They'll say things to insult us. They'll say personal stuff about, about me. And sometimes I'm not going to like, because I'm human, it'll get to me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. I've reacted, you know, in, in not the best light. But for the most part, I always got to remember, don't take it personal. Because it's just a job. They view, as, they view me as, because they see the uniform. They don't yeah. see Don Famuina as, you know, the happy-go-fun-loving you know, fun guy, the DJ guy, the guy that's out there coaching in the community, does stuff with the, with the kids. All they see is a police officer in a uniform. Yeah. I mean, even, even, you know, people that know you as a police officer, they still see you as a police officer, even in your civilian clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that, it's like that's like the forefront of what you do instead of while you're on the the coaching field or the, the football field, you're the coach, but then they just see a police officer coaching their kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. And, and like, and like how you mentioned star, the, the misconception too. like, I'll meet somebody for the first time and they have no idea what I do, where I come from and we enjoy and we talk story and we laugh. And then later on, like say, I see them again, they'll come in like, wait, you're a cop. I was like, yeah, my copy goes, well, it's funny. Cause you don't act like one. <laughs> and so i was like oh, what do you mean like i'm not an a-hole <laughs> like yeah. well you know like that's the reality that's the reality and it's so unfortunate you know and so i i always say this i i always say this when i get a chance to speak out in public uh, on different forums i always say i'm the policeman you want to get pulled over by and here's why for me <laughs> if i pull you over i don't know what kind of i don't know what your story is i don't know why you're doing what you're doing so like, for example, a, a couple of months ago, I, I work graveyard shift midnights and I work in Chinatown, right? And so I'm, I'm more, if you're familiar with the Aloha Tower area, I'm at a stoplight and I'm ready to drive because I get the green and this van just comes speeding right past me. So they run the red light. My light is on. I go and I follow it and that van runs the second red light and then I light them up, right? And then I pull them over. And as I'm walking, I see her, she's on her phone. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, two violations, I see that. And as she rolls her window down, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, huh, I wonder what's causing her to run two red lights. You can see me, this is like 1.30 in the morning, right? And you're on your phone. Cause you cannot say you didn't know that you're not supposed to be on your phone. Mm -hmm. Cause the law has been out for a while. <laughs> and I get up to her window and I was like, hey, sister, um, my name is Officer Don, and with HPD, the reason why I pulled you over is you ran the red light, you almost hit me, and you're on your cell phone. What's going on, sis? And she looks up at me, tears in her eyes, bawling. Her kids are in the back. This is 1.30 in the morning, and saying, oh, officer, I just found out my husband was cheating on me, and I'm trying to get to my sister's house, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm pissed off. So, you know, at that moment, 
I can make two different choices, right? So I chose to not be the policeman, but be more the human, like how you're talking about, Star, and just say, you know what? I'm sorry this is happening to you. Uh, get to your sister's house safely. It's super late. Your children are more important than your husband. I know that's easier said than done, but all I ask is that you stay off your phone and you drive safely. And I hope things turn out better for you. Like she started crying even more. She's like, thank you. You don't know how much this means to me. Right. So, I mean, things like that. Like I, I never know the kind of story that they have or what they're going through. I always, even when I was at training, my, my thing is always this. You always show them aloha until the moment they give you a reason not to. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. then it's different, right? Then it's different, right? And yeah. so, oh, yeah. and, then at, and then at the same time, several nights after that, almost same scenario, lady on her phone, runs the red light, I pull her over, and I walk up to the window, and the moment she ra- puts the window down, before I even could say the first word, she gives me what I call the flat tire response. You know what that is? What you put me over for? <laughs> She says that, Khalil, she says that. She's like, Psh, bro, what are you pull me over for? As if it was my fault for doing my job, right? And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, why the F are you pulling me over for? I said, well, you're on your phone. You just ran two red lights. I don't even know if you realize you saw if I was behind you. I don't know if you saw that. She's like, okay, and I said, well, I need your license and your registration because now I'm not going to give her anything. Like, I'm not going to give her a chance at that point, right? And <laughs> so, at that point, I feel like you can tell that she's just being belligerent at this oh, point. Oh, for like, sure. For sure. Like, you could be mad with whoever you're talking to, but again, right. I'm not your husband. So don't treat me like that, mm-hmm. right? So don't make me the bearer of the person you want to attack now. So here's a fun, here's an advice for all you viewers out there. If a policeman pulls you, a police officer pulls you over, you give them attitude. And if they walk around your car, you're dead meat. You know why they're walking around your car? Can the two of you guess why they would do that? I mean, I, I know. Khalil, you can guess because I was a cop in the military. I know why we walked around the car. <laughs> yeah, you know why that. Right, Star? <laughs> why would you think? Because that's what I did. I, I did, and then I walked around her car. What do, you, what do you think our purpose is for? Walking around her car. I have no idea. <laughs> so, so then we look for every single infraction on that vehicle. Mm-hmm. No. Anything, anything that's yes. in, anything that's in plain view. I'm always view. so respectful, so I would never yeah. Yeah. think of that. Like, right. never. And I know if I had a violation, I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm sorry, I messed up. That there's yeah. no reason for it. You know, here's my stuff. Like, no, yeah, validate Kale- it. Yeah, yeah, Kale- It's so- it's uh, anything also uh, uh, in plain view. So like, if you see an alcohol bottle that's like half drunken. Oh. You could you can you can stop them for that too. Open open container. Open container. Yep. Maybe a tent. little. Yep. Anything. Tent, yeah. <laughs> so I walk around her car, and then I then I take her stuff, paperwork, and I'm right, and I'm in the car, and I'm writing. So every time there's a traffic stop, there's another officer will come and cover you. That's for right. safety reasons, right? Yeah. Be- because in Honolulu, we're just in Hawaii or 808 state. Uh, we we ride solo. Right. Whereas where you are, they're partners, right? They're, they, they partner up. So there's an officer that covers. So I, my partner cover, comes up and I say, hey, can you just watch this lady? Because she's kind of giving a whole bunch of attitude. She's not very nice. And so I, I do the citation. And I walk up. Eight citations later. Wow. <laughs> oh, 
no. Yeah. Wow. Eight citations later, she's on the phone and she's calling one of her police friends. Right. And she does the, well, my friend is officer so-and-so here. I was like, wait, I don't want to talk. Who's that? And then she says the name, right? It's a, it's a, it's a male officer who I happen to know who's a friend of mine. Right. And I said, who's that? He's like, oh, it's so-and-so here. You talk to him. I'm like, I don't want to talk to him. Why do I want to talk to him? He goes, well, I want to see if he can help me. I said, him being on the phone has nothing to do with what's going on right now. It has everything to do with you. So you can tell your friend because he knows me and he knows the kind of person I am. Right. And so I can hear him. He goes, he tells, he goes, hey, sister, hang up the phone because you're effed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Right. So it's a happy go lucky dawn family. Not that's that's me, you know, and but yeah, she chose to do something different. And so. That's the aloha I give back to you, sister. Right? So it's I always see like a specific pattern. They they snap, they're demanding, they get all of this, then they realize nothing is working. What do you think their last resort is? Cold. What emotion they go into? What is the emotion they go into? Anger, Kaleo? crying. They, that, yeah. Then oh, they start crying. Yeah. Then they start give you crying. Everything, all mm-hmm. the excuses. Yeah. I said, Well, you can cry and take this to court. <laughs> Drive safely. <laughs> and then and then yeah. because you said it like that right they could be like oh he's such an asshole yeah really yep. like let me call your supervisor like yeah i'm not gonna call my supervisor he's actually gonna get pissed if he comes up because of stupid stuff like this yeah. and this is all on my body camera now <laughs> full disclosure like i say stuff like that because i feel i can justify it right yeah. like don't don't be like that to anybody Right. And like what I always tell my kids, and even when I was instructing the academy is you just be kind to everybody because you never know until the moment they give you a reason not to. Yeah, that's our job. That's our job. I think that's what separates us from the rest of the world, because we have this concept of what's called aloha, like show the aloha first and then figure it out as you go. You know, but, you know, to to that point, right. You know, show the aloha, be respectful, you know, just do your job, right? And and then they, they, um, you know, they, they start coming at you or whatever. Yeah, you know, match their energy, but do it in a respectful way. Like, because I know, I know a lot of so, cops up there, you know, they take it too far and then it leads to all of these, you know, police, you know, violence and all that stuff, which kind of sucks because it ruins, like, like I will say, they, there's those few bad apples in the bunch right and it, it ruins that image for you know people like you who are trying to like enforce the law respectfully in the right way you know what i mean yeah no and and, and absolutely you know it's always that small percentage that that makes it much more difficult for the good ones that are trying to do good out in the in the community mm-hmm. and yeah it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> I always say that. The, the mantra of COVID, I swear. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that that was that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, but we're gonna uh we're gonna ask you uh, probably a, a couple more questions because we are running short on time. Uh, but I do want to take this time to you know shout out to all the viewers. Thank you guys so much for coming here. Remember, again, if you guys are on YouTube, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and don't hit the notification button so that you don't miss any episode. You know, we do have a lot more guests coming on. Uh, we will be having a Division One uh, volleyball uh, coach 
Um, and just to give you guys a little sneak peek, um, she is the very first Samoan female head coach at a Division One collegiate level. So we got that coming along, and you know we probably might have a celebrity come on too. So just to give you guys a little heads up, again, if you guys are on Spotify, thank you guys so much for listening, watching. Make sure you rate the show and follow the show if you guys want to see more. I do have a lot of shorts on there that have short clips, uh, short snippets of each episode. You guys can go ahead and enjoy those clips and stuff. So thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, we will be right back with these messages. Roll it. What's up, all you podcast lovers? I just want to take a break and tell you guys a little bit about Roots Global Entertainment. These guys are all about the streaming, gaming, and creating some awesome content that'll keep you entertained for hours on end. With Roots in Hawaii, they've got a unique perspective on the world of entertainment that's sure to keep you engaged. And if you're looking for more ways to keep up with their latest releases, their latest posts, or whatever it may be, check out their website at RootsGlobalEntertainment.com. Whether you're into gaming, streaming, or just love content, great content, Roots Global Entertainment has got you covered and let's get back to the podcast before the pandemic i was doing like 50 60 weddings a year oh my and, gosh yeah and so now because things are opening up like all of the stuff that was backed up are coming out now so like i'm doing a lot of weekday weddings and, and catching up and so i the last time i streamed was about a month ago one of my mods my original moms she she caught um she she had a stroke and then had an aneurysm and she just died so we did like a like oh. a um memorial stream for her and i had all these other djs that we did a raid train on her behalf and i was able to raise seven thousand dollars for a family oh wow. my gosh you know? that's amazing yeah and then i just and, and so i'm trying to get back and do a regular schedule back on twitch i miss it uh, i just did a raid train yesterday uh but usually like sundays i'll do like a chill vibe set monday i'll do an all local set just all local music from polynesia and like then wednesday which by the way like i don't be surprised i'll reach out to you guys i actually do a talk show wednesday it's called wisdom wednesday oh yeah i see it on tiktok yeah yeah so i do a wisdom wednesday talk show and we go live right and 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 it's really just talking about just really getting to know you guys and then talking about adversity and then which is why i share a lot of quotes because i my other side business is i do professional and um personal development for companies okay so yeah 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 oh so you're just, just like the jack of all smoking. trades and master of all Ma- master of none <laughs> no <laughs> uh, but it's like um damn that'd be that'd be cool to to you know yeah well Kaleo has so, better quotes than me then so she can she no can no 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 i mean it's just <laughs> to have the both of you and 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 then plug your, your show <laughs> plug your podcast you know and 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 tell the twitch that'd be, community that'd be cool make that That'd be make cool. that switch over to tiktok and add tiktok too so yeah that'll be cool because yeah. i've been i've been reaching out to other podcasts and trying to you know be guests on there and then yeah okay. yeah you know i mean it's it's <laughs> yeah that's that's always one of my things about like i love our polynesian people and i think you you talked about that because that's kind of where like it was probably one of the first clips that i saw on tiktok was yours yours and, and how people would bag on you because if you know you're Samoan but you weren't born in the motherland yeah you live on a continent right yeah and everybody's bagging on each other and I always have a always has a I have a challenging time about that just not just Samoans but just Polynesians in general like when like you refer a lot to the rock like 
Yes, he doesn't speak the language, but look at what he's doing yeah. on behalf of not just our people, but everybody. The whole you know how much more awareness has yes. come out from like, the actual differences between all of them? Absolutely. Like, like, why are we bagging on this guy when his platform is literally global? Exactly. Yeah. It's global, and he's portraying us in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And then you want to shoot this guy down? Yeah, bro. Ain't gonna have that. Like yeah, no that thanks. is that is literally how we weren't raised. We weren't yeah. raised to shoot other people down. We were raised to lift others up. Absolutely. So I I I don't know. It's it's. I mean, really, it's out of jealousy. It's out of just hatred and mostly jealousy because it's, it's like, oh, well, I don't it's, got that. It's inse it's insecurity. Insecurity. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. They're just insecure of themselves. Period. Yeah. Right. And if not the rock, somebody else. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody else, yeah. Because yeah. I, right. I even, um, I even, I even seen some, uh, some hatred towards, um, the Uso brothers, the other, you know, yeah. those brother wrestlers. Yeah, Roman Reign and and all those other guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even uh, right. like Rikishi, like a bunch of like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. If you guys are listening, like, there is so much, you know, love that we have for our peoples that yeah. are representing in the world. But there's always, like I said, there's always those bad apples that. Just... And then. On the opposite side, you have this, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And so, when, uh, you know, it, like if we were doing like a Wisdom Wednesday, like one of the quotes I would share is what they hate in you is missing in them. Keep shining. Just keep going. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a direct reflection of who they are and, or, and what they want to be. They're just not going to admit or they're just so insecure that they can't see it. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just like how I've been, I've been saying now, twinkle, twinkle, baby, twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> you see, <laughs> you know that, uh, you know that movie that The Rock was in, uh, Be Cool. Yes. And they was like, yep. stop hating, yep. man. Start participating. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But all right, guys, we're back. We, we got a couple more questions, and then uh, we're gonna start ending the show. Uh, before we ask those final questions, I appreciate you again, Don, for being here. Such a small world that you know. We obviously, you obviously know my family and, you know, yes, I've, I uh, do. you know, honestly, when I first, uh, when I first saw your page and all that stuff on TikTok and in Twitch, I'm like, man, well, this guy looks so familiar. So it's probably, <laughs> I probably saw you at one of the nightclubs, maybe, maybe, uh, um, Zanzibar when, when it was open or, uh, my ties when it was my ties, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, my family. So that's crazy. I do. It's crazy. And I probably know Khalil's family if we still talk stories. Probably, some more. probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me uh, let me go with this question, and then Khalil will ask the final question. So, so here is going to be one that you probably have a lot of. But what can you share, or can you share maybe one or two particular memorable experiences being in the police department? Um, I don't know. Whatever, like if you went on a call, it, like. It could be an, it could be like a super like I don't know, traumatic one, or it could be like a super positive one where you just you know seen the love. So like yeah, what was one of your memorable experiences in you what the past twenty three years? Oh gosh, I think the challenge for me is how do I which one do I choose? <laughs> right. right. Uh, so let me share a few. So at one point in my career, I belonged to a unit uh, and we were called the community police team, and our job was to go out into the communities that we work in, the specific area. And we would speak with businesses, schools, 
faith-based organ a faith-based organization and nonprofits and find out what are some of the issues and concerns that they had in the community and then our job was to collaborate with with the community members and come up with some type of project right and so um, I was with this unit for about, I want to say three years, three or four years. And within those four years, we, we did several different projects. We did one with the homeless where we actually went into all the Waikiki hotels and we solicited all their, um, shower products. So, you know, like the soaps and the shampoos that, that wasn't used when guests would leave, you know, the house cleaning people would come and they'll take it and then they'll replace it with brand new ones. Yep. So we'll take all these old ones and we called it project soap. So S-O-H-P, and it's an acronym that stood for Serving Our Homeless Population. So it would take, we literally had pallets of these because so many of the hotels actually jumped on it. And then we would take it to um, like a food bank area and then they would hand it out to the homeless people to help them so they can have some type of cleaning, um, uh, have cleaning products for them that they could take for free. So we did that. Of course, we fed the homeless people. Uh, we the department is still still does one annually and we wanted to focus on our kupuna and so we did one uh, a project where it was just for our elders and it was called aloha nona kupuna which means the love for our elders and it was a senior conference where we'd bring in people uh, they would talk about like you know what you can do with your medication just things for health and wellness they was able to do like their their checkups if they needed shots so we did that with them but my favorite project we did is we worked with the with the youth group uh, and it was a project that we came up with and it was called project think and think is an acronym that stood for to help inspire neighborhood kids so we partnered up with a faith-based organization and every sunday they would pick up about 70 to 80 kids that would come from the housing projects and they would go to church and so um, we took these kids and we created this project where in July for four weeks, we actually had them and we partnered up with all these community members and we had them go into like the farms and I actually had them work pulling weeds, tilling the soil, like planting, harvesting, and then being able to package and learning the business side. They were taught a business and economics class. Uh, we had them going to the different, we had them in Chinatown where they would do service projects and then the restaurants would actually feed them and then give them the history of Chinatown. Right. That's and cool. so it was, it was always a reciprocal thing where the kids, now these are like youth that were ranges from the age of 13 to 18. Um, and you know, we, Hilo Hatties when it was in business back then, uh, partnered up with us and they did an online store where the kids actually would design their own shoes and then they would sell it online. And all the proceeds, the, the profits would actually go back to Project Think so we could help uh, fund this project. And so that was actually one of my favorite projects that I did with the kids. Um, I love that. Yeah. The, the other two that I'm very, very proud of. And right before the pandemic, the lip sync challenge was big uh, without all, throughout all the different law enforcement agencies throughout the nation. And of course, Hawaii being Hawaii, we came in late. I actually... Uh, Put a proposal and actually spoke to our police chief directly and i said hey so there's this lip sync challenge and i sent him a couple of links to youtube links and then i said i want you to check this out i said i i want to propose i want to do a lip sync challenge representing our department right and so it was a female our female chief at the time she's like don i love this how do we, how do we make this work i said well first of all you have to 
special assigned me to the production unit because we had a video production crew for the department and if you could allow me to do this she's like okay how long it's gonna take i said well it might be a month she's like okay you have two weeks <laughs> i was trying to stretch it i was trying to stretch it she's like you have two weeks i said okay i got you boss and so um we we put we put this production together and then we decided on like what song do we choose that will represent Hawaii, not just the department, but really represent and and have represent the 808 state. And what would be the song that will epitomize who we are as a culture, right? And so, my wife is a musician, so I just so happened to reach out to her and say, "Hey, can I get the number to Danny Kennedy? Danny Kennedy belongs to the Manao Company. He's the original person that actually wrote the song." spread a little aloha mm -hmm. that's an a-l-o-h-a song so i reached out to danny i said hey danny i'm doing this project it's gonna be with the police and here's what it's all about danny goes brah do it us. i love it thank you for even thinking about us so we do the lip sync challenge so if you go to youtube type of honolulu police lip sync challenge you're gonna see um you're gonna see our video and then a year later the next law enforcement challenge came up was the get up challenge i'm not sure if you remember that song right <laughs> i remember <clears throat> Yeah, so then again, I, I talk to the chief again. I say, hey, I want to do another one. Here's the get up challenge. This time I want to make it a little bit different because I want to work with the kids. She's like, go ahead, do it, right? And so so there's two videos out there on YouTube uh, that has the Honolulu Police Department get up challenge. The other one is the lip sync. So the second one, I'm actually in it and I dance with the kids. Uh, and both of them, I think the first one has like 140,000 views. The second one has about almost 250. But being able to leave like a legacy like that, like for me, like, oh man, so awesome. Yeah. It's so dope. Definitely. Yeah. I, I remember well, seeing the, I remember seeing the, the lip sync one when it first came out. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. So I produced, <laughs> I produced and directed that. So yeah, that was my babies. Those two. Yeah. yeah uh... <laughs> <laughs> not, not even, not, bro, I just came up with the idea. The camera guys, like they, like then they would do a lot edit of work. At, it's a lot of bro, work. Bro, like I so much mad respect for you guys because the editing. I didn't realize the amount of time that it took. Right, and you know how it is, right? You're the one that's working, and then here comes the stupid, overly sensitive boss <laughs> that shows up and like, hey, I like that but can you change it and <laughs> and they're looking at me like for reals like for real trust me just trust me right and then like they would change it and they're like oh yeah i like that you yeah, know yeah, yeah but the guys were so cool they're like they were so easy so much fun to work with the community had such a great time but yeah when you get a chance check it out like i love it and i, I actually play it on my twitch channel every once in a while yeah there you have it hey if you guys want to check it out the link will be down below i will get that for you yes so, so tell me, what advice would you give to young people who are considering being in law enforcement and a little bit more specifically into Pacific Islander community? Yeah, aim higher. <laughs> aim higher. <laughs> this, this stupid kid from Kali he can do it. Anybody can do this. Um, no, uh, seriously, look, I, it's, it's all about choices. I think one of the things that I was blessed with, you know, having been grown up in the housing projects, seeing a lot of my friends getting arrested, going to jail, some of them have passed on, uh, whether it be substance abuse or other choices. Um, I think it's the choices that I made that literally ultimately set me up 
for what I was able to do for the rest of my life. So I was deathly afraid of my mom. My mom's about five foot one. My dad's 6'3". <laughs> and my mom was the hammer. She was the enforcer. So I was very afraid of her. And because I love and I respect my mom so much, I think part of that allowed me to, you know, when it came to a challenging scenario, we're like, huh, like, like, do I do this and just reap the consequences after or just like, nah, just leave it alone. You know, uh, it's about making the right choices. And even if you don't, uh, just being able to stand, pick yourself up, be accountable, fix it, and then move forward. It's really, it, 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 it takes a lot for you to, to do for to not get into the Honolulu Police Department. Like r literally all you need, the minimum requirements is either a GED or a high school diploma, which is what I only have. I just have a high school diploma. I went to college for a month, realized like, what are you doing? This is not for you. I left and here I am sitting before you 23 years later with two different businesses, right? Because I realized like, look, school's not for me, but I understand how business works and being able to partner up with the right people. So I, I always say, see, make the choices that will benefit you, right? Because there's benefits and consequences in everything that you do. Um, number two, uh, just know this, as a Polynesian, there's so many people that you represent. You don't just only represent your family. I realized that when I became a cop, that I represent so many of the retirees, of the officers that came before me, the name on my chest would bears my father's name. I represent my forefathers that came before me. The police department that I represent, I represent the kupuna and many of those that came before me to include the plight of the indigenous people that are native to this land. Like that's the responsibility and the kuleana that I bear. And if you can understand that, and if you have that mindset, then like that's the kind of people that we need. Uh, that you'd be able to set yourself up, you know? And so, you know, so much responsibility, but the rewards are great because it has allowed me to literally do so many things where I never thought I would be able to do because of who I am and I'm able to serve the community. I hope that makes sense. Oh, no. That, that... that makes sense. It made me tear guys. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> I was feeling it. And then I saw Khalil like, whoo, and I was I'm like, like oh, trying man, to stand my eyes <laughs> Yeah. No, man, that's that's what it's all about, man. It's it's yeah. really about remembering where you came from, who you represent. And, you know, we, all of us, no matter the whole, you know, Pacific Islander cultures, Fijians, Samoans, Tongans, Hawaiians, everybody, we all are taught the same thing. Remember yeah. where you came from and yeah. know who, who you're representing and who you're eventually going to make proud of. You know what I mean? Yeah, my, my the greatest comment I hear, or, you know, compliment that I get is, I remember um, just right up the street in Camphor Road, uh, there's an elementary school called Kaivai, right mm -hmm. next to the police station, yep. right outside of Camphor Housing. And one of my dear friends, my, one of my close high school classmates, his wife works there. So she calls me a couple months ago, like, hey, Don, we need an hour playlist because we're going to do a dance for our kids here. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let me know. But then I procrastinate, right? And so the week before she's calling, yeah, hey, just following up, I'm like, oh. So I call her up. I said, Katie, what time is this? She goes, oh, it's, it's, it's Tuesday, and it's only going to be from like 1 to about 2, 2.30. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do a mix. I'm actually going to DJ it. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. 
let your principal know that I'm going to come in and I'm going to DJ this for the kids. Right. And she's like, well, I know you're expensive. How much do you charge? Like, I didn't ask you for money. Like, I'm going to do this for the kids. She's like, like, they were so excited. I get in there. I start like the kids, the teachers, like the smiles on their faces, like, you know, like so, like so rewarding. And so I'm done. I'm breaking down and I'm taking my equipment and this, I want to say maybe she's a fifth grader and I know she's of, and I'm not sure exactly which background she's from, but she's Micronesian. Right. And so she looks at me and she goes, uncle, are you Micronesian? I said, I'm not, but I also represent you guys. She goes, Oh, one day I want to be like you. Aww. Like, I'm like, brah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that paid for it right there. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I, I think that is the kuleana. That's the responsibility that we have, all of us, yeah. the three of us, right? To inspire the next generation by us just going out and serving others. I find no greater um joy than being able to serve people without asking or expecting anything back like that's yes. just it's just me I, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard for me not to to like have a moment of like how is that like a thing that not everybody is yeah. that way because i was so enveloped in that growing yes up. yeah yeah oh. all right man sometimes we just we, we just don't know but it is what it is. Just don't know. And uh, with that, man, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for hanging here with us. And uh, we always do this with every guest. And we, we know that you said a lot of quotes already. But <laughs> what is one, if you had to choose one, what is one saying that you try to live by? Les Brown. I'm not sure if you know who he is. Very mm -hmm. famous, uh, iconic, uh, motivational speaker. Um, and, and Les Brown said this, he said, uh, live your life the way you want to live your life. I think many times the true self-reflection happens when, you know, my, my wife's uh, tutu, her grandmother is in hospice. So they're going to go and visit her this weekend because I think she's like 98 years old and she's hardworking Portuguese lady, worked hard her life and she's coming towards the end of her life. But the story she keeps saying like you know like i'm tired i just want to let you know i love you guys i want to know that you know it's always a self-reflection when you're on your last moments you realize i wish i did more you know so i love that because you live your life like how you're gonna leave your life like if you were to do it all over again what would you do yeah yeah because we think there's so much time left tomorrow's promise to no one we all know that Always, yeah. bro. Always yes. like, oh, I got, I got time. No, you can don't. tomorrow. Can tomorrow. You oh, don't Monday, know. Monday. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's and that's funny, man. I that was a good one, man. That was for sure a good one. Kalil, you got any final words for Don before we head on out? Oh my gosh, <laughs> this was an experience. I learned so much, and some of some of the wisdom that you brought tonight that I don't think everybody necessarily is going to catch the first time around. Because even me being here, like now, some of the stuff I'm still processing, I'm like, wow, like, you know. So thank you. Thank you for oh. joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you for having <laughs> me. No, I mean, if I could share one last thing with you guys. Right. And so, um, so you know, you, I know you mentioned, like, what was the process or how did you want to become a policeman? Um, so 
uh, there's, I want to say in 1998, um, Palolo Valley, if you're familiar with that, uh, that area. Uh, my parents were living there at the time. I wasn't here. I was actually living on the continent at the time, but my dad and six other members of my Ohana were killed in a fire. Um, the first responders were there were the police officers. And of course, firefighters came after. Um, when I joined the police department, two of the guys that actually were at the scene came up to me and goes, wait a second, are you the Famuina that had the fire in Palola? I'm like, yeah, that was my dad then. He goes, I just want to let you know I was there. I'll let you know that your mom, um, my mom used to work at a gas station on Wailai Ave. We used to always go to your mom's gas station and have soda and coffee there. But I remember that night because we would see your mom and, and your mom knew who we were. And so the comfort that she took and they took because they knew her and just seeing full circle that her son became a policeman, like it was so emotional for us, you know? And so the reason why I bring that up is as you go throughout the journey of your life, you never know how it turns full circle and who, because of who you talk to, because of the influence and the inspiration of this specific podcast and previous ones and future ones that you'll be doing, you never know where it takes you because you never know who's watching. And I commend you guys for this. And I love what you guys do. And you, if you don't know already within the last hour or so of me, there's any way how I can help and support you guys. Just a phone call away or whatever it's in. Let me know how I can share my mana'o or my support in yeah. all that you guys do. Mahalo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we probably, uh, we'll probably try to bring you back on. Maybe we should down the road. Down the road so. Yeah. Appreciate you, Don. And... Uh... Yeah, as we always say, Kalea, take us out with the with your final words. Oh my, my, my regular. Remember to be uniquely you because it's the best thing that you could ever do, and I'm proud of you. And I always say, yes, I bless our baby. That's Ooh. the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are out.